Hi everyone, this is Tony Dell with OCPHA and welcome to another episode where we talk to uh, one of our members of the Orange County Farms Association about their journey and how they got into their specialized fields. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Nicole Kwong, and we'll be speaking with her about her career path and how she got into it. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Dr. Dow. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, uh, you know, just to get started a little bit, can you uh, tell listeners a little bit more about uh, just yourself and I guess maybe your early career path? Sure. So um, as Dr. Dow introduced me earlier, my name is Nicole Kwong, and uh, my journey to pharmacy was pretty awesome um, in that I decided to become a pharmacist when I was a freshman in high school. And um, during that time in high school, I really liked going out into the community and helping out everyone that needed like assistance with living or like medication. So it was really fun. And I was really grateful to have that opportunity. And so I went to undergrad at University of California, Irvine, and studied pharmaceutical sciences, where I also participated in a lot of outreach programs in underserved population out in Orange, California. And um, at this clinic, we were able to do a lot of medication brown bagging under the medical director and also physician attending from University of California, Irvine Medical School. So um, it was a really great experience and it really pushed me into wanting to do more for the pharmacy profession. I went to California North State um, University College of Pharmacy and graduated in 2018. And my journey was that I thought that because I enjoyed clinic life so much, I would be going into um, ambulatory care or community retail pharmacy. However, however, uh, everything changed for me when I was a fourth year student and I rotated through Inland Empire Health Plan for managed care pharmacy. And after going through the six weeks there, I fell in love with managed care. And I said, this is exactly what I want to do because I want to make an impact on the population health level. So um, now I am a current practicing pharmacist at LA Care Health Plan. And um, I was part of the clinical programs team for a little over a year. However, I recently switched over to appeals and grievances to help that team out until my last day, which is in June, because I'll be going off. So I'll be continuing my journey uh, through residency at Aetna Medicaid in Phoenix, Arizona. Wow, that's really cool. So I I guess just to Uh, Go back a little bit and I guess talk about uh, your time in undergrad. So I also went to UC Irvine, but there was no pharmaceutical science um, major there when I was there. I think it started like a few years after I left. And I'm curious about like your experience with that. Like how was that program done to gear yourself to be prepped for pharmacy school? Sure. That's an excellent question. And honestly, it's uh, due to all the faculty that started that major at UCI. Um, Dr. Jafari is actually the head professor for that department. And she is a pharmacist. And she also graduated from uh, University of California, San Francisco, uh, for her pharmacy school. And for her, she designed the pharmaceutical sciences program in that you would get exposure to 
all of your fundamental classes, such as like OCHEM and like biochemistry. But in addition to that, your third and fourth year, you're taking a lot of like pharmaceutical chemistry science based classes. So we're doing a lot of medicinal chemistry, which is more of an upper class or even graduate student level course. And we are in a classroom full of graduate students and we're learning about medicinal chemistry. And there's also biophysics that we're taking. Um, A lot of the lab classes that we do take geared more towards like research and understanding pharmacology. So one lab that I really remember that made a super huge impact on me was my farm chem class where we were injecting doxorubicin and cisplatin into different mice that had cancer. And we were like taking notes to see which uh, chemotherapy agent would work best based off of the mice's uh, cancer type. So that was really cool. Um, And it was like kind of like a mini gateway into what pharmacy school would be like. Wow, that's really cool. So so after that, then you were able to go to pharmacy school. And uh, I, I know that you mentioned a little bit, a little bit about like your your fourth year and then learning about uh, managed care. I guess was there like a a specific motivating event for you that made you suddenly want to pursue managed care as your career path? Sure, that's a great question as well. Um, so when I was setting up my rotation site, I spoke to the ex- the advanced pharmacy practice experiential coordinator, and I told him hey, I want to like lay out my schedule in this way where I want to take like my internal medicine uh, rotation first and I want to do some AM care and then I want to do managed care because at the time I was also thinking about applying for residency and I still was very unsure because I love helping people in person. I love being able to talk to them about their problems and seeing what I can do to help them on the medication level. But at the same time, um, one of my upperclassmen, who is now one of the managers at LA Care Health Plan, he told me, you look like someone that would be in managed care. And I told him, I know nothing about managed care. I've been very driven for ambulatory care or community retail pharmacy. And He was just like, no, 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 just give it a shot. Like, just go on a rotation and see if you like it or not. And so that's when I was like, okay, so I'll go to Inland Empire Health Plan and see if I really like doing what I thought was just desk work. But when I got there, there was just a lot of different nuances that I didn't know about that have an impact in every different aspect of pharmacy. Like, at the community level, you are billing for medications uh, through your system. And then if it gets rejected, then, oh, I usually tell my patients like, oh, um, your insurance doesn't cover this. And then they would ask me why, but I wouldn't know the answer. And so when I went through that whole rotation at Inland Empire Health Plan, I learned more about different types of rejections. I learned about formulary and I learned about um, what is a prior authorization. I also learned about different regulations that Um, occur on the federal and state level and even county level as well. So it was just very eye-opening and it was a whole brand new world that I was never exposed to. And then just like doing the little projects that were given to me, one of them was targeting an accreditation measure, which is based off of osteoporosis in women. And for this accreditation measure, we were looking 
women who are between the ages of 67 and 85 years old and seeing if they've been recently hospitalized with a fracture and do they have like an osteoprotective medication on board? And so my job was to look through the data and then outreach to each member's provider and just letting the provider know like, hey, you're a patient here. We see that there was a recent hospital discharge and it said that she had a fracture. So I was wondering if you would be willing to do like a DEXA scan just to see if she's at risk for osteoporosis or, you know, if you would be willing to be writing an osteoprotective medication for her. And just being able to do that as a student and seeing the impact that it has on a member's life over time, it made me really think like, oh, I think this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be able to have that relationship between providers and also our members. How do I build that bridge and how do I make it so that um, as a health plan, we are actually managing our members' health? So. Um, after doing all the projects that were assigned to me at AHP, and I think like with that specific accreditation measure that I was looking at, it really sparked my interest in wanting to pursue managed care. So after like, you know, you were able to identify that, like that's what you wanted to do. Uh, I guess like what were the steps that you were able to take that kind of helped you with getting into that role, like where you are today? Sure. Um, It definitely wasn't an easy one. Um, As you know, uh, these days, a lot of employers are looking at pharmacy students who have or are pursuing residency. Um, And so if you don't, I would say like if you don't really have a residency background, it's a little more challenging to be able to get into a managed care role these days. But it's not to say to deter anyone because I came out of school without a residency. And I think for myself, I did apply for residency, uh, managed care residency before I graduated pharmacy school, but unfortunately I wasn't able to match. And so I had to take a different route. So um, I chose my plan B, which was to try to get any position available with a managed care organization, just to see if I really, really, really like every aspect of managed care. And so I think after job hunting for a good four months, so I graduated May, and then around September-ish, I found that there was a contracting position available with United Health Group OptumRx as a prior auth pharmacist. And so I decided, you know what, that's based off of what I learned at Inland Empire Health Plan, a prior authorization pharmacist is the starting point for managed care pharmacy. So I want more experience. And so that's why I decided to apply for that contracting position. And um, I started in November of 2018. And during that time, um, that same upperclassman who told me about managed care and how I would probably be a really good fit for managed care reached back out to me And he said that there was a temporary position opened up at LA Care Health Plan for an appeals and grievances pharmacist. And so he said that it's going to be about a year. Uh, Would you be willing to take it? And so I didn't think anything of it at the time. I just said that, yes, I want to do anything possible that there is with managed care because I just want as much exposure as I can so that potentially I could 
find another position somewhere in a different managed care organization. And so uh, luckily, I got the offer with LA Care. And that's when I said goodbye to being a prior authorization pharmacist at OptumRx. And so I started my commutes every day to downtown LA as a clinical programs pharmacist for LA Care Health Plan. And that journey's been a little over a year with clinical programs. And then um, I know that initially I said that I got hired on as an appeals and grievances pharmacist, but they had a lot of switching around. And day one, when I got there, they told me, no, you're going to be part of clinical programs because we want you to go back into residency. We want you to really push back for it because we know that you did apply, but unfortunately you didn't match. But we know that you have the skills and drive in order to go back into residency and really learn more about managed care because what we can do for you here is not as much exposure as you would get with a residency program. So that's why during the time at LA Care, it wasn't just me becoming seasoned pharmacist in managed care, but it was also more eye-opening for me to see why I need to go back into residency. That's really interesting. Um, I haven't heard of employers where they would push to get their employees to better themselves and then go back into like um, experiential programs like residency. So that's that's new to me. I haven't heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would I would like to say that the team at LA Care is they're very driven. And because even the director there, um, Dr. Alex King, he even stated like, you know, since we have an accredited residency program, I want all of my pharmacists to be residency trained regardless. Like, this is something that's good for you. This is something that will help you in your career, whether or not you come back to LA Care or not. Like, this is something that I want for every pharmacist that's coming into managed care. So I my values totally aligned with that. And so since day one at being at LA Care, there was a lot of like what we call one-on-one meetings with our managers where we just meet face-to-face for 30 minutes a day. And we would just talk about our goals in life and at work, like what we're working on currently and then what exactly do we want to do within the next year to five years. So with the way that LA Care is, it's very progressive in that sense, where management just wants everyone to do better and be better. Oh, that's really cool. So, you know, another question I have too, I think um, a lot of people may be wondering this, uh, managed care encompasses so many different things. And you can be like what you said, a prior auth pharmacist, you can be managing clinical programs, you can be um, in appeals and grievances. So in your experience, your day-to-day, in your particular role, like what kind of things are you doing in managed care? Sure. Um, So managed care every day is very different. Um, Things can change day-to-day and especially like with today, um, how California especially wants to carve out medications or pharmacy benefits from Medi-Cal back to the state. So there's always something changing within managed care due to regulations or like new medications that are coming out. So for myself, as a prior authorization pharmacist, I have to be up to date with uh, all the guidelines. 
And in addition to that, I also have to have an understanding of what is a specialty medication and what is just like a standard medication. So um, that's pretty much for a prior authorization pharmacist. Um, as an appeals and grievances pharmacist, it kind of goes a step further in that once a prior authorization is denied, it goes to appeals and grievances. And as an appeals and grievances pharmacist, um, I look at a lot of cases and everything is a case by case basis. So um, I take a look at all clinical charts. Um, I also try to keep up to date with all the different guidelines that are published. Any news of drug shortages, I have to be on top of as well. And I also have to have a good understanding of compliance so that I'm able to review each case based off of a deadline that is given by the state. But I think aside from prior authorization and appeals and grievances, which I think are pretty straightforward, being in clinical programs was a very huge challenge in that um, it's a very steep learning curve for sure. And it's very project-based. And I set my own deadlines for each project that I want to do. So for myself at LA Care, it was set up a little differently. Um, Each organization that a student may go to, like rotate in or intern for, may be set up a little differently. So with us at LA Care, there are two pharmacists in the clinical programs team. My counterpart, she mainly um, handled a lot of the external vendors. So uh, anything that was, I guess I would say, kind of handed off to other entities to handle such as specialty medications like um, hepatitis C or cancer uh, medications, they would be handed off to a specialty pharmacy. And my counterpart was the liaison for that. For myself, I was our internal liaison where I worked with a lot of different departments within LA Care to try to get data that I need to support the programs or initiatives that we handle on a day-to-day, month-by-month, quarterly, and annual basis. So I handle something called a work group within a pharmacy team. And basically, this work group entails different people from different departments, and we all meet about once a month or once every two months to discuss uh, what initiatives or programs that we currently have running for our members on the pharmacy end. And all these programs or initiatives target certain accreditation measures. It's set forth by the National Quality Pharmacy Association in which basically the NCQA says like, oh, if this health plan is accredited, that means that they are doing something good. They meet managed health standards. And so those were things that I looked at personally um, from my team. So every day I would open up this book um, of all these measures and I would go through each one to see which measures relate to pharmacy. And then I would compare it to the data that I'm given from our quality performance team to see if our providers are doing what they're expected to do, which is to give proper care to our members. And in addition to that, are our members being compliant to their medications? So I have to look at different aspects to see which accreditation measure would I be focusing on next to be able to help our numbers by helping our members, if that makes sense. <laughs> so um, it's it's a lot of numbers in clinical programs, and it's a lot of 
creating different programs from scratch. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of work, and I think like it's a uh, you know it's it's a really interesting field because it is quite different than what you normally think a, a pharmacist does. And um, you know there are, there are students, there are pharmacists that may be looking for career changes that really want to get into this field, uh, the general field of managed care, maybe some more specifics like um, like what you're doing versus like uh, what you used to do. Uh, and what kind of advice would you give them uh, if they had asked you, oh, how do I get into this field? Sure. Um, I always say networking. So trying to find a pharmacist that is part of the managed care organization already just to see like what experience they have and, you know, just seeing if this is something for you. Um, in addition to that, if they're ready for a career change or they really want to get into managed care, then I would definitely say try the contracting positions that are opening up, uh, like how I did with OptumRx. Like, I think that's a really great starting point to get into managed care. And in addition to that, like I always say, never give up on residency. Like you can always go back into residency. I took a year off and worked um, to get to gain that experience. And I was very fortunate to have really great mentors as well to help me to get back into residency. So um, if you think managed care is something for you, I would definitely do a lot of research on what is exactly managed care. Talk to pharmacists that are already in managed care because they're different positions within managed care. So um, it's not limited to just par authorization or appeals and grievances or clinical programs. Like there's a lot more out there that I would say is, it's pretty like infinite, like the amount of possibilities that you can do within a managed care organization. So definitely talking to pharmacists and just researching job opportunities, especially entry levels. And yeah, never doubt going back into residency. Awesome. Thank you for that. And you know, if anyone had any further questions specifically for you, what's the best way that they can reach you at? You can reach me on my LinkedIn, Nicole Kwong, or I'm always available on Facebook as well. So yeah, you can definitely find me on either platform, but LinkedIn would probably be your best bet. And if you would like any guidance on who to speak to, I can always direct you to someone who can give you more advice. Awesome. So I'll be putting a link to your LinkedIn in our show notes. But to be respectful of your time, uh, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the podcast. And I'm sure our listeners learn a lot about your journey. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Dow. All right. If you guys like this episode, please rate us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. And you can find out more about our organization by visiting ocpha.org. Or you can follow us on social media through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. But until next time, OCPHA is signing off, reminding you to get determined, get inspired. Get inspired.